Hello and a very big welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Caroline Scott. In this week's episode, we'll be hearing about a new initiative from BBC World Service, which is using a virtual television studio to better explain the news to young people across Africa. Engaging with new, young audiences is a challenge that many news organisations face, but grabbing the attention of those across another continent can be a whole other ballgame. However, BBC World Service has taken this challenge on board and has launched a new television programme for and about young people across Africa. Now you might be thinking, well, so what? The organisation has made news programmes for kids in the past. A news round, which has run continuously since the 4th of April 1972, is still going strong today. So the broadcaster has experience in engaging children in world news. Well, yes, but What's New, which is presented by Jiro Ben Hunt and Debbie Lacamole, is an opportunity for the BBC to experiment with telling stories for African children, which may or may not have different needs to that of 11 to 16-year-olds who live in the West. Plus, for this programme, the BBC has invested in an immersive virtual studio that uses the latest VR technology to produce graphics, unlike anything that we've ever seen before. They believe this will be a key step in keeping viewers in countries like Kenya, Liberia, Namibia and Uganda engaged. It's the sort of thing that particularly appeals to young people because it allows us to do exciting things with the studio and we can turn the studio into a football pitch or we can turn it into the seashore. And children like that sort of thing. And of course they're used to very, very high production values with a lot of things they see on social media and on other children's programming. That's Harriet Oliver, who is one of the editors of The Weekly Show. She told me that What's New is part of the investment that the BBC is putting into programming across Africa, covering all subjects within news and current affairs, specifically for children across the continent. The idea of What's New is to provide a sort of news current affairs programme for teenagers that looks at all issues, that includes things like health and sport and business and entertainment, covers a whole remit really of kind of news and current affairs, but is specifically aimed at an 11 to 16 year old audience. Now, it was the story that had people across the world gripped. After spending more than two weeks trapped deep underground in a flooded cave in Thailand, 12 boys and their football coach were finally rescued. And I think the reason why the BBC thinks that is important is because there isn't really anything like that for young people on the African continent at the moment. I mean, there are some uh, local broadcasters in some countries that do youth programming, of course, but there's nothing really that's pan-African. And obviously, young audiences are just a huge importance to most broadcasters, and specifically the BBC. They're the next generation of people consuming our content. So we want to encourage them to take an interest in news and current affairs at a young age, hopefully by coming to a trusted broadcaster like us, where they know that everything that we're putting in our programme is, is impartial, is properly checked, and is something that we have the experience as programme makers to do in such a way that they can really engage with and understand. The team based in London have reporters across Africa who have been interviewing children at schools in different countries, finding out what matters to them and how they engage with the world around them. We need to really engage with our audience and we are doing that now. I mean, quite a lot of people on my programme team have been into schools in Africa. We have reporters working in Africa. So all the time we have a dialogue with children and of course whenever you do that, 
that you start to appreciate um, the level you need to tell stories at. By talking to them, we get a good sense of the understanding they have and, and how to pitch things and the sort of issues they want us to cover. But also we draw on the expertise that's already within the BBC. So we've been working very closely with the Newsround team, for example. And although their audience is a little bit younger than ours, we've learnt a lot from them about how to tell stories in a way that children will be able to relate to them. And actually, I think all of us as programme makers have got experience of that to some extent, even if we've been working with adult audiences, because we always try on many of our programmes not to assume too much prior knowledge and to make sure that we're really going back to the start of a story and, and not assuming that, that people who are watching our programmes really know an awful lot about complex stories. And so some of that... It's just we have to do it a bit more with children, but actually that's quite important with all audiences to, to make sure that you're pitching it at the right level for them. What's New will include three regular segments each week. Behind the Headlines, which explores a story featured regularly in the news, The Big Interview, a weekly interview with a celebrity, and My Story, which gives young people a chance to tell their own stories about their lives. Some of the material we are collecting, obviously, is from the continent. And we're specifically going to schools, interviewing students. You know, for instance, the fake news segment that we, we did in our second episode, we got students in Uganda to take part. So that's one way of getting them involved. I mean, also, we are featuring stories, inspirational stories of young people on the continent. Like, one of the stories that went viral was DJ Switch from DJ Ghana. Switch. So, you know, that's just... You know, one inspirational story that everybody, doesn't matter, you know, across the world, people were sharing it in, in Europe, in Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, we, it was, and DJ Switch ended up getting broadcast on a TV show in Netherlands. I think it was on Al Jazeera. Um, we've now seen it on The Guardian in the UK. Like, all of these different media outlets are sharing stories about young black people on the African continent doing extraordinary things. So just by ha us having that link to the continent, suddenly these people are having global voices. It's awesome. That's Ben and Debula, presenters of the children's news show. It means such a lot to these people because for the first time, their children are doing extraordinary things and a media organisation is saying, we recognise that and we want to come and meet you and do this. With us, we're really connecting with the young people. It's a programme for them, ultimately. So it's great that we've gone viral, but our core aim is young people on the African continent and educating them, informing them and entertaining them. And just to add on to that, actually, one of the comments I spotted on Twitter is, you know, people are picking up on the fact that a big international organisation like the BBC is going and doing these stories. For them, they thought that's a good thing that, you know, usually I think, you know, international broadcasters are known for covering, you know, politics, you know, the major news events, you know, but to have the BBC go and cover these stories, they find that like a plus and a good thing. I think it's, it's very exciting that we kind of have to now take what we've learned for a UK young people's news audience and apply that to the African continent. And then as we learn things, kind of like amend that, so we don't know how African children best learn yet, but we will find out. Also, I mean, you worked Newsbeat, uh, you mm -hmm. worked for BBC Minute, and those are products that are targeted to young audiences. And one of the things that you learn when you're working for such programs is you really have to simplify your writing yes. style. You know, have to keep it conversational. Forget the journalese. We don't use words like, there was a blaze, you know. We say simply, there was a fire, you know, if you're doing a story like that, for instance. So how do you go about putting a weekly show like this together? Well, Ben and Debla told me what their week looks like to give you a better idea about the editorial production of the new show before it gets published on YouTube every Saturday and sent to various stations around Africa. 
Our week doesn't start on a Monday per se, it starts on a Friday. We discuss what we're going to put out the following week. So I guess from Monday on the lead to recording the program, it's people putting their packages together, you know. So we've got a team of producers, and that includes our producers on the continent, reporters on the continent. They'll have commissions as well, you know, they're working on. By, I'd say by Tuesday, late Tuesday, most of the reporters, producers will have had their, you know, the stuff that they're working on ready. On Tuesday, we'll then go into the studio and we'll have a rehearsal. So not all of the material is in yet, but a lot of it is. We can kind of like have a framework for how the program's going to run. And I mean, we're presenters, so we're on air. So we're in the studio, our editor's in the gallery. Um, we've got our producers that are upstairs kind of watching it back on feedback on the little screens on our desks. So everyone's got an understanding of what the program will look like a good day before we then go in to actually record it. So we come in on Wednesday and we have our makeup done, which is very nice. And then, <laughs> Deb takes like an hour, I take about 30 <laughs> seconds, just saying. And then we go straight from there into the studio. And we usually have about an hour rehearsal beforehand. And because we're not a live program, we can pre-record elements. So the whole thing is pre-recorded, but we can almost pre-record before we could do an as live for the program. So in the pre-record, we will do um, any complicated graphic sequences. So if you've got like the World Cup stadium like coming up around you, you don't want to do that as live because there could be glitches. I could stick my elbow out and it's like in one of the players' faces, something like that. So we do that pre-recorded. Thursdays, okay, it's supposed to be for pickups, but so far we've We're been good. doing well. <laughs> we haven't had to do any pickups on a Thursday. So we just do our promotional videos and things like that. This, the videos that go out on social media, YouTube, and things like that. By Thursday, everything is done and dusted. We're really blessed with time on this program because we're once a week as well. So we've got that time to kind of like pour into the content and really making the most of every single story. Um, if we were a daily program, then that kind of agenda would really change. But we do have a week to make sure that everything is the best that it can be. And if it's not, then you can go back and do it again. You know, Deb, sometimes I get major hair envy. Standing next to you with your afro is so nice. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I love my hair too. I used to wear it in cornrows when I was younger, mm. but now I like to live it out. So. Oh, well, I'm really jealous. I wish I could grow an afro, but I don't think I could take care of it. But what about you? How do you like your hair? Yvette went to find out. I would like to hope that when I grow up, I have enough confidence to wear my own hairstyle. Like I'm really proud of this product, let me just say for one. I mean, I grew up in Kenya and I don't remember ever watching a news program dedicated to kids, I mean, or made for kids. So actually, when I came here and I found news, and I was like, oh, wow, or even CBBS, I was like, a whole channel for kids. It's fair to say, like, I'll be speaking for kids back home to say that I think this is something new. For them in terms of format i mean i think because our target audience 11 to 16 a vr studio is the way to go in terms mm -hmm. of you know visual elements to really get them engaged if we were to do it traditional studio style i don't you know then we'll be looking like any other you know kids program there's lots of kids programs by the way on the continent there's loads so and a lot of them are like either quiz shows debates and they're they've got a setup of a studio and I think it's unique that we're doing a VR studio kind of setup. So I think in terms of the future, I think keeping the VR and, you know, still carrying on with, you know, the kind of thing that we are doing in terms of getting young people, you know, to speak and their stories being heard on the show. I think that the future of this program really is going to be moulded over the next few months and years. I think we need a lot more feedback from the continent. We do need to go out into schools. We need to speak to young people about what they want because... 
we think we've made a great product and from the feedback we've got so far, we have. I mean, from our packages going viral within the first two weeks, we're clearly doing something well. How that goes on into the future, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I genuinely think we've got everything set and we've got some great groundwork and great experience and great leadership and it will continue long into the future. There's no reason for it not to, really. Um, it's a new product for the continent and as long as the continent likes it, then let's keep going. A big thank you there to Ben, Debula and Harriet for speaking with us for this podcast. And if you at home would like to check out what's new, head over to their YouTube channel where you can see full episodes and exclusive clips throughout the week. And of course, the VR studio in action. And as always, for more podcasts from journalism.co.uk, you can visit our website. See you next week.